Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. On February 17th, 2022, the FTC unanimously approved an advance notice of proposed rulemaking and is currently asking for feedback from the public. The proposal is for additional rules that would apply to multi-level marketing, along with various other gig jobs, such as Uber and Amazon Flex. Ideally, it would set new requirements for what companies must disclose to new and prospective 1099 contractors in regards to potential earning claims and upfront accurate income disclosures. As a movement, anti-MLM has never had a better opportunity to affect real change in the rules and regulations that bind MLM companies. The FTC has published a 25-page document outlining the kind of information they are looking to get from us. In the links below shared in the show notes, you will find a slightly more brief and simplified explanation of the questions the FTC needs answered by the public regarding the issue of multi-level marketing representatives and representatives from gig economy business opportunities using false or exaggerated income and earnings claims to lure people into their downlines. In addition to utilizing the resources we've gathered to submit your own public comment, we encourage you to use the images on the slide deck to also share this information on any social media platform that you have available to you. Together, we can make lasting change. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we have our friend Doug Brooks back on the show. We are going to be talking about the trade regulation rule uh, on the use of income claims and the advance notice of proposal of rulemaking that just recently happened. Uh, some of you might be going, what? Uh, if you're not tuning in to Life After MLM, the show where we're talking about uh, current things and, and updating on what's actually happening in real time, as opposed to an episode I recorded two months ago, uh, go ahead and check that out. I will throw the links to all of that in the show notes so that you can find those videos that we've done. Um, but yeah, there's a there's something happening in FTC. And so we're going to talk about that today. So Doug, wonderful to have you back. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Roberta. Thanks for having me and thanks for doing what you do. Yeah. I mean, it's a team effort, is it not? Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes we talk to the victims and we, we talk to cult things. And sometimes we do the activism with, with multi-level marketing and we've gotten this really great opportunity here. Uh, and so if you would please do us the honors of explaining what's going on so that people can understand. Sure. Well, up until now, uh, from the 1970s for, you know, for the next 50 years, the way that the Federal Trade Commission has tried to rein in the multi-level marketing folks is by doing case-by-case -case, uh, prosecutions. 
So they pick an MLM, they analyze it thoroughly, and they, they do an amazing job of, of analyzing that MLM. They bring a case, usually they shut it down, and maybe they recover some of the money that was lost and distribute it to victims. It's never everything. And then a few years later, they'll go after another one. Now, that's great if you were in that MLM and you get at least some of your money back. But what if you're in one of the 500 or 600 other MLMs that they didn't go after? It's a problem. It's, it's, a, it's really an industry-wide problem. You know, the, the issue of deceptive conduct and unfair conduct is, is it's, I'll use the word endemic. We're, we're sick of pandemic, endemic, all that stuff, but there's no better word to describe it. It's just every time you look at an MLM, you see at least some of the same things. And so while I, I applaud the FTC for the prosecutions that it does do, and they say they've done maybe about 30 in the past 30 years or 40 years. Um, it's, it's not enough. So what we're talking about, what the, what the FTC uh, has proposed uh, just a week ago, is to develop a rule, a regulation, that will apply... To not only to all MLMs, it'll apply to any business that makes any kind of earnings claims that, you know, if you, if you join our business or if you take our course or if you follow our plan, you will make X amount of money. Anytime someone makes a claim like that, this proposed rule uh, would cover. But we're, we're, this is very early stage in the process. The whole, the process of of making a federal regulation. This applies to any federal agency. Um, and, you know, anytime you hear someone talk about, you know, there's too much regulation and, 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 it's, and it's tying the hands of businesses and all stuff like that, you should know it is very difficult the, the, to get a regulation passed. It is, it's a long involved process. Um, and the, uh, the agencies that, that have rulemaking authority do a you know they, they do a really thorough job because they're they're both because they believe in what they're doing but they're forced to by law to 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 just consider all of the possibilities and the costs and the benefits so it, it is it is a difficult undertaking to to uh, to do this um, so but what we're talking about is a rule a regulation that would apply to all MLMs and it would make it easier for the Federal Trade Commission to prosecute companies that don't follow this rule. Um, and there's, there's another, there's some other uh, technical legal issues that maybe I shouldn't get into. Uh, one of them has to do with the Supreme Court decision that came down last year that sort of tied the FTC's hands in terms of getting restitution. And essentially, they need to have a rule um, in place uh, in order for them to be able to recover money from consumers. It's sort of a crazy situation, but uh, you know they, they're they're sort of playing the hand they're dealt with. But that's you know the, the broad outline. That's where we're that's where we're headed. Uh, and what we're talking about 
is here is an opportunity for anyone who's been affected by an MLM to stand up and be counted. It's like, you know, it's like your, your right to vote. You know, if you, if you complain about the politicians that are, that are running the country and you didn't vote, you know, why should, why should we listen to you? Well, this is in, in the regulatory world, this is your opportunity to vote. This is the, your opportunity to say to the FTC, I got screwed by this MLM and you know, you need to do something about it. Here's what happened to me, you know, and it doesn't have to be in great legal language. It doesn't have to be that follows some format or, you know, you know, you, you, you can, you can, you can basically tell your story the way you want to tell your story. And there's going to be, there's not a link yet. I'm looking at the federal register every day. As soon as, as soon as there's a link to make a comment, I will let you know and everyone know, but, uh, once that happens, you go to that website, you click on the link, you, you write up your, your story and you, and you click submit and, and, you know, your voice and, and they will read these things, you know, and, you know, the last time this happened, uh, the industry submitted, you know, they got thousands of MLM distributors to sign cookie cutter letters, you know, basically the same letter you know, 10,000, 12,000 times. Um, and they just swamped the FTC with, with these letters. And some poor schmuck at the FTC had to sit down and count them all. And, and there's a, you know, in, in, the, in the findings, you know, there's a footnote. Uh, but, you know, they also got letters from 80 congressmen saying, you know, don't regulate the MLM industry. And that certainly had an impact. But, and I'm sorry to be sort of jumbled here, but, but my point is we need to, to you, you need to stand up, you need to be counted, you need to tell your story, and, um, and you know, the, and the time is now, and this is an opportunity that hasn't happened in a generation. Uh, so, yeah. It's, you know. uh, I, isn't it like this is the first time that like MLMs, well, I mean, the MLMs are not even in the rule at all. So it's like, this is our opportunity to be able to add MLM into this rule. And there's also going to be gig work and there's also going to be business coaches and all that other right. annoying stuff that you guys see on your feeds all the time that you're always complaining about. It's all of that stuff too. It's anybody being like, look at my lake house. Look at the cool stuff I have. Look at my cool yeah. new purse, anything, all of those lifestyle and income claims that were just like, for real, like, no, it's that stuff. We're trying to stop that stuff from yeah. being legal. It's, you know, the, the, the industry, the, the multi-level marketing industry, uh, or you could call it the pyramid scheme industry, if you like, they've been very, very good at avoiding being regulated. Um, there is a, the, the Federal Trade Commission has a franchise rule, um, and that was, that was passed back in the 1970s. And what it says is, if you're going to buy a franchise, you know, McDonald's or a Dunkin' Donuts or something, before you sign anything, before you pay any money, you have to receive a disclosure statement from the company that has all sorts of information about the opportunity, about the contract you're going to sign, about the costs, um, 
just about everything that you would want to know before you invest uh, a lot of money in a business. Now, there's the one problem with that rule is that it doesn't apply unless the required payments in the first six months are over $500. So if you look around at MLM companies, you'll never see, you know, there's usually a starter kit or opening inventory. It's almost always below $500. And the reason for that is they want to avoid being covered by the franchise rule. And then a few decades later, the, uh, the Federal Trade Commission said, well, we really need a rule regarding business opportunities. And they originally proposed a rule that would require, like the franchise rule, it would require disclosures before you, you sign anything. Um, and that rule would have covered MLM. And that's when, you know, all those thousands of cookie cutter responses came in. And the FTC ultimately said, okay, we're going to exempt MLM from this rule. So there is a business opportunity rule, but it doesn't apply to MLMs. You know, that's the power of lobbying. It really, you know, it's, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a picture-perfect demonstration of, of how you do it. And boy, this industry, they are good. They are really, really good. And by the way, they are, they are looking at the same stuff we're looking at. They're way ahead of us. They are planning and plotting and scheming to, to you know, and, and they're going to congressmen uh, and making the right donations to the right people. And, um, you know, we don't have that kind of money on our side, but we do have a voice and we do have people and we do have people that are, uh, are that are willing to stand up and be counted. So that's that's our strength. Uh, we yeah. have to play to that strength. I mean, when I heard that Amway was sort of responsible for getting like 17,000 letters, I thought <laughs> anti-MLM can beat that. <laughs> we have way more victims than that on this side and way more people that I think would love to stand up and, and craft a comment and submit it to the FTC and be a part of this activism. It's an and incredible not be cookie step. cutter letters, you know, letters, every letter should be different. Every letter, you know, we, we don't need that kind of nonsense. You know, we need, you know, we need people to, to tell their, their own stories. Uh, it's very important. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited as this sort of stuff uh, uh, opens up, we're not going to be hasty with, with our comments. We're going to take time. We're going to have like some comment writing workshops. If people are interested to come in and get some advice there, um, we've got a really great website. Michelle Carpenter created a website, mlmchange.org. That will take you to a landing pla- a landing page on her website where we are currently translating this uh, into four different languages we have it in english we have a spanish version coming up quickly uh and then we also have someone who is uh translating in tagalog and also in chinese so this is a worldwide issue anyone can comment you don't have to be a victim of mlm you don't have to ever had been in it at all everyone is affected in some way maybe you purchased something maybe you were promised something when you bought a product and you spent a ton of money all of this if you were you know, if you had joined because you saw somebody's jet ski or Lamborghini, like those are all reasons why this proposed rule should be in place. We want to protect those people. I also love uh, the idea of having a required income disclosure statement, because that's something that I find to be really hard to find when I'm doing these MLM dives. So, I, I mean, 
if this rule became something, what would that income disclosure look like? Would we be able to have some sort of a voice? Should we add that into our comment about the income disclosure and what we feel like should be shown? Absolutely. And, and, and if you do find today, if you find an income disclosure from an MLM and some of the big, more sophisticated MLMs provide them, you got to know that that is not required by, by law. That's the company inventing something that, and the reason they're doing it, there are two reasons. One is right now, what they're going to do, they're going to, one of the things they're going to say to the FTC is, oh, we already provide income disclosures. You don't need to order us to do it. We're already, you know, the good, the good ones are already doing it. So, so, so there's, there's no need for this regulation. And the other, th the other reason they're doing it is that if they ever get sued, they can say, you know, hey, Mr. Victim, you got one of these things. You knew that the chances of, of success were very low, and yet you went ahead and did it. And there are, unfortunately, there are a lot of judges that will buy that argument and they'll throw the case out of court. So it's, it's a defensive mood. So one of the things is, yes, we, there needs to be disclosures, accurate, substantiated, you know, real disclosures regarding uh, income. Um, and, and it needs to be in, in a form or follow at least a standard that, that, that the FTC follows, which is you got to have, if you make an earnings claim, you've got to have a reasonable basis for making that claim. And, and some of the questions that they, that they, that the FTC addresses in, in their, the statement, the sort of preliminary statement is, you know, they say, what about, uh, expenses? You, there's not, I, I've never seen a, an MLM, uh, disclosure statement to date that, that has anything about what what uh, uh, amount of expenses you can anticipate incurring. Some of them, again, the more sophisticated ones will say, well, you might have some expenses for this or that, but they're not going to tell you how much. Uh, and, you know, it, when you get into this, it's hard for, for some people who haven't been an MLM to understand this. There's a lot of money that gets spent that is not money that is just buying products from the company that you, you spend going to meetings, money uh, for uh, sales aids, uh, you know, lists of customers, uh, you know, yeah. all sorts of, of, of expenses that you incur to, if you, if you, if you, if you're told that this is a business and, you know, you gotta, you gotta do something to, to you know, spend some money in order to be successful. I mean, um, even the babysitter you get to watch your kids because you're having a party, like that's an expense that you probably didn't think that you were having, but it's, it's 100% incurred because of this party, because of the MLM. So those are also expenses that I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, one of the pages in Megan Williams book, Cutting Ties, Healing After MLM has a, a section where it's all of the different things. And she's like, just check off the ones that you did. And It'd be, you'd be real surprised how many of those boxes you check. I checked almost every single one of them. Yeah. Some of, some of the expenses, you know, some of the, in, in some of the big MLMs, the high level distributors have developed um, programs where, where they say, if you follow this program, you will be successful. And the program involves you buying, not only you're buying products from the company, 
you're buying sales aids and lists and, and techniques and courses from the high level distributors. And, and there, there were, there've been a, a number of books. Uh, Eric Scheibler wrote uh, Merchants of Deception. There, there, there are some other, I, I don't want to delay you, but some of the Amway distributors make more money selling these sales aids than they do from Amway. Uh, yeah. And all yeah. of that money comes from distributors. And it's, so it's all this issue of, of expenses is, is a huge issue. Right. Another, it, it builds into that is, sunk cost fallacy. It keeps yeah. you in longer. So that's something oh, yeah. that should be mentioned as well in your yeah. comments. Well, that's, that, and that's, that's another uh, uh, issue that, that the FTC wants, needs to hear comments on is at what stage in the recruitment process should these disclosures be given to you? Uh, now, the franchise rule says you got to have you got to be given the disclosures 14 days before you pay anything or sign anything. The business opportunity rule says seven days. You got to seven days but before you sign anything or or uh, pay pay anything. Th those are good terms, and I, I would say you know at least seven days. What I am afraid of is that the industry is going to come in and say. It'll be enough to do have a cooling off period. And what that means is you sign up and then you have three days or, or, or some period of time to cancel it. And that would be a disaster because yeah. the, the, the psychology you just mentioned, the sunk cost fallacy. And I think that's that's hugely important. There's always a push with MLM. Get them signed up. Get them signed up. You know, don't don't even tell them the name of the company. You know, just just, you know, get them to buy, make that first purchase because they know once you're invested a little bit, then they can get you invested a little bit more. Um, and it's very hard. You know, you once you make a decision, it's very hard. You don't want to say to yourself, you know, what? I really screwed up. That was a dumb move. I'm going to kiss that money goodbye and, and move on. People don't do that. They say, well, OK, well, I, I, I bought the starter kit. I bought the first load of inventory. I might as well, you know, keep at it for 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 six months and 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 see how it goes. And by then, you know, you're really invested. So yeah. I think it's critical that these disclosures be required before you sign anything, before you pay anything, and it's got to be at least a week. And you know, hopefully, in that week, you're going to go on the internet and you're going to find you know, your site or, or somebody else's site, you're going to find more information about this and you're going to say, hey, this is this is not something I want to uh, get involved with. You know, the industry, I believe the industry is, is they, they, they are probably more worried about the timing of the disclosure than than the requirement that they provide a disclosure at all. I think I think a lot of the big sophisticated MLMs have resign themselves to the idea that they're going to have to provide some kind of disclosure, but they are going to fight really hard to make this a cooling off period as opposed to a waiting period. So yeah, one, I, that's one key point that we need to make. Yeah. And to, to that point, I think a lot of MLMs have that, you know, quote unquote, cooling off period right now. They're like, you can cancel a 30 day money back. Like if, if it doesn't yeah. work for you, 
And it doesn't work, obviously, because here we are. So if they already have these cooling off periods, that's another thing to mention. They have it. It didn't work. We should have this prior to signing up. Definitely. And, and encouraging people to do their research, their actual research, and to look at those numbers and to have those hard conversations. Because, I mean, someone could be like, yep, yeah, got the income disclosure statement, didn't even look at it. When's my week up? And that's another thing that we don't want people to be doing because that, you know, there's a reason for these rules and there's a reason we're putting these into place. And it's to protect people from having to do that and protect people from that happening to them. So the other thing that is on Michelle's website when you get there is uh, a quiz made from friend of the show, Dave Vaughn. So exciting. I love this quiz. It's kind of like a Buzzfeed style quiz. Uh, if you're crafting your comment and you're, you're thinking like, I don't really know, like I wasn't in an MLM uh, or, you know, I didn't have as bad of an experience, but I do agree that there needs to be some regulation and you're not really sure where to go. There's this really great quiz and it, I think it's 10 questions or something. And it really just narrows down where you should be putting like the theme and the focus of your comment. Um, and that is on, on MLMchange.org as well. It is a really great tool if you're feeling uh, conflicted on, on what to focus your comment on. Great. Yeah. I, I, I was so impressed. Dave's like, I made this quiz and I'm like, when did you find time to do this? Um, another question I get a lot is who can, who, who can craft comments? Anyone on planet earth can, can file a comment. You, you don't have to have been in an MLM it's obviously it's very compelling if you were, uh, but if you were the friend of someone, maybe I mean because I've heard I've spoken with a lot of people over the years who've lost friends or they've lost spouses or or children to to these things. So absolutely um, that you you can you can tell that story and people in the rest of the world i mean sadly one of one of the exports from from the united states is this industry i mean we are in this country we really are the the uh, the origin of of this uh, kind of doing business i mean there are now there are a number of mlms that were founded in other countries but the model goes back to the 1950s you know and and we're we're, we're responsible but it has worldwide effects. Uh, MLMs are in every country, uh, uh, including China, even though they're supposedly illegal in China. Um, so I would encourage, and I have encouraged uh, folks I know in, in other countries to submit comments as well, because not only because the, the US is a center for this industry, but also because a lot of the consumer protection agencies in other countries, they look at what the FTC is doing. And sometimes the FTC is, is a model for what other countries can do. So if the FTC does something effective, um, that can be copied uh, by a consumer protection agencies in other countries. So it, it's important to get input from from all over the place, and and the input from from victims, from academics, from regulators, from you know from all walks of life, you know every everyone uh, has the right to be heard, and everyone should be heard. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. I think it's so important 
it is, it is really an exciting time. We all know, we talk about this, MLMs are scams, MLMs are pyramid schemes. We've proven it over and over again, allegedly, right? Um, I've talked to Bob about this. I've talked to Bill about this. I've talked to you about this. Everybody has a little bit of a difference of opinion on what can and will be done. But at the same time, we all come to the center that like, this is important and forward movement is good. And even if it's baby steps, it is good and it's moving forward and it's making change and it's bringing a lot of um, awareness to what's going on, opening a lot of people's eyes. We're having these conversations. Um, I'm also going to talk to Bob because we do know, and Bob is Robert Fitzpatrick, uh, that we, we do know that these are not legitimate businesses. And even going through a lot of these like points um, on the FTC's uh, proposal, I was like, this doesn't really apply to MLM because like MLM is a scam. And so like, I feel like MLM should have its own rule here. So that's something that maybe could happen in the future. Once MLM actually gets into this rule that in the future, we could maybe work deeper there, but it's also important that when you're crafting your comments um, to mention things about how this is kind of a scam and it's not really legitimate and and share statistics and things like that. I'm also going to have Robert come on the show to talk about how to craft your comment to add in that illegitimacy and to remind the FTC that these are still pyramid schemes and even this regulation is really not enough. Yeah. I mean, that's, and the thing is, even though the FTC has asked for comments specifically about earnings claims, that doesn't mean you have to limit your comment to that. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. You can absolutely talk about, I mean, and you've made, you raised some critical issues there. One is, does it really make sense to lump in all these different types of businesses? I mean, Uber and Amazon and coaching businesses and, and MLMs. Is it, does it make sense to have one rule that covers them all? I, I'm not convinced that it is. I think there might be some political reasons there. I think maybe the FTC thinks, well, they know that MLM is so pol- politically connected. Maybe if they bring in a bunch of other things, that you know that the fire will be you know dissipated. I, I you know I don't I don't know the, the, the reasoning, but I'm not 
I am certainly not convinced that it makes sense to lump these all things all together. And don't, you know, it's right now, there's not even a proposed rule yet. It's just a request for, for comment on, on what the rule, whether should, there should be a rule and what the rule should look like. And absolutely, we should be saying, you know, there needs to be something, you know, specifically addressing uh, MLM. And by the way, uh, point two, I don't think it's it's that great an idea to limit it to earnings claims. I think earnings claims, deceptive earnings claims, are a symptom of the bigger problem. And the bigger problem is the MLM compensation plans that create incentives for people to buy stuff that they can't sell and to recruit people. And the way you recruit people is by telling them how much money they're going to make. You know, these, these businesses do not get sold without some kind of earnings claims being made. But that's just, that just goes along with the territory. The real problem is this endless chain of recruitment um, and, and the, the, the pay-to-play aspect of it. The fact that you, you can recruit a downline but you don't get any benefit from recruiting those people unless you account for X amount of purchases. And, and the, the, the compensation plans are so fiendishly complicated. It's, it's, you know, you have to spend hours, you know, sort of picking through it. But once you do that, you always find, ah, there's the rub. There's, you know, that, that's what I have to buy. I have to buy 300 bucks a month or, $3,000 a month or whatever it is, I've got to account for this amount of inventory. And what you, what the companies have done is they've created an incentive to buy stuff that you can't use and you can't sell because if you, because you want to maintain your position or you want to advance in, in, or you want to qualify to earn, earn commissions. So absolutely um, include that. I mean, even though you know we're not limited by by the, the the questions that they've raised, we can we can broaden the topic. And even if they stick to the safe thing, which is earnings claims, um, at least you know we've 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 gone on record. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Like I know people have asked, like, why Amazon? Why Uber? Like, how come? Like my actual coach? Like, how is this? And here's the difference, right? Like those people, like if you work for Uber or you work for Amazon or something like you're being paid a fair rate. You're not just like being like, well, I hope you deliver enough sandwiches today. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be paid for the work you're doing. And that is not the same in MLM. So even mentioning that and being like, wait a second, like these are two completely different business models. I'm mentioning that in your comment as well. Like find what you're passionate about when you think about like, oh, MLMs boil my blood. Like, what are you really passionate about? Are you passionate about the victims? Are you passionate about these bogus income claims or any of the topics that we talk about? That's where your focus needs to be. You know, take Dave's quiz. We'll throw the link below. Take the quiz, find your focus, find the theme of your comment and craft it out. Share it to another anti-MLM person. Be like, hey, this is my comment to the FTC. What do you think? 
you guys can edit each other's comments about, oh, you forgot to add this. You forgot to add that. Again, like I mentioned, we're going to try to have at least one or two of these comment writing workshops. There'll be Zooms. We'll let you guys know when it is. Everyone is welcome. And we will talk about that kind of stuff and answer questions. We really want the most powerful comments. Once this is open, we have 60 days. So that's a long time. There is no reason to rush. There is no reason to be like, oh crap, it's tomorrow. I have to write this down really fast. Like you have time and we're going to try to help you the best ways that we can. Um, so you just got to be following and paying attention and making sure you're listening. And if you're really interested, hit somebody up. We're all over uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. You, you can find us. We've got all the information. And again, mlmchange.org. We are keeping that up uh, as updated as possible with all of the information as it comes in. So if anybody is curious, that is a great place to start first. Can I, can I, I just, you made my heart jump one, one, one there, one time there, which was when you said um, there's no rush. And 60 days is a long time because my fear, and I am a, a, a horrible procrastinator. It is, a, a, I have many flaws as a human being, and that is, that is a big one. And even though 60 days seems like a long time, and, you know, there are other things that are grabbing your attention, you know, in the short term, that, you know, that deadline, maybe it's because I'm old and, and these, you know, the days become closer together, but, but it just, it's going to come sooner than you think. It's almost like, you know, think, you know, pretend the deadline is, you know, two weeks away and, you know, get something because stuff is going to happen. And, and it's important to, 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 to get your, your comment on it. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, the perfect can be the enemy of the good enough. And the, and the thing that's the, the, you know, par here is getting a comment online within that 60 days. Um, and, and there's no reward for, uh, you know, from, for missing that, that, that deadline. But yeah. so by, by the way, the industry, they are working on this every day, weekends, nights, and holidays, because this is their existence. This is, you know, this is live or die for, for them because they know that they can't, you know, be in a position where they have to provide accurate earnings claims. What's the median income for an MLM distributor? <laughs> zero. <usually>. Zero. <laughs> zero, or probably less than zero. You know, any 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 sensible, you know, you know, realistic uh, earnings claim requirement is going to have paint a devastating picture. Yeah, yeah, it is important, and it is yes. Don't sleep on it, but I do also don't want people to be like, oh my god, it has to be up. Uh, yeah. And again, a, a comment is better than no comment. So whatever works for your guys' style. But again, if you are some of those people that do uh, feel like you need a little bit of help, we will be having workshops and we will be having people reach out and help. Again, uh, I will add all the links to everything we've done so far in the show notes. So if anybody is so inclined to join in on the fight, then we would be so happy to have you. And like I said, I think anti-MLM can beat 17,000 comments. I, I feel like that's chunk change with our community here. Yeah, that, that's the big difference between where we are today and where we were you know, 20 years ago when the business opportunity rule was, was, was in play. Bob and I and, and John Taylor and, and, and a few other people, you know, we were feverishly trying to you know, submit comments and argue and, you know, appear at hearings, but we were, we were swamped. We were totally 
snowed by 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 the industry. There was, you know, it was it was an impossible situation. We didn't have the tools that you guys have built through podcasts and YouTube and Instagram and and all the social media that I don't even know exist. Um, it's a you know, lot. You guys have really <laughs> created something that never existed before. You know, my my hat is off to you for 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 doing this because I think we're in a, in a such better position to get the message out. Absolutely. And I thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to talk to us and explain this a little bit more, get people on the ball, uh, get them interested and aware of what's going on so that they can pay attention a little bit more. And you guys, we finally have the opportunity and uh, we're going to take it. Wonderful. Hey, Michelle, we were just talking about you. What's up? Hi, so good to see you. <laughs> it is so wonderful to to have you back on the show. We were just talking to Doug about the uh, FTC rule and I was talking about your website and I mentioned it so many times. So I wanted to have you come on here and, and talk to us about what this website is, why you decided to make it, what's all included and what people can expect when they, uh, when they show up. Oh, I love that. Um, so I have been wanting for a while now, a couple of months now to build out like a anti MLM sort of resource page on my website, like a hub that would have links to, um, different FTC documents and, uh, information from Stephen Hassan's website and, uh, different definitions and compliance information for different MLM companies and things like that. So I've already been working on that side of it. And then when all of this really exciting new stuff came down from the FTC a few weeks ago, um, I decided to kind of just put all of the information that we had in one spot um, to try and I really just want as many people as possible to submit public comments. And I think that the easier to access um, all of the information to do that, the better, <laughs> the more people it'll reach. Yeah, I totally agree because this is the first time this has happened in 10 years. So like I have zero experience with it. I've never been in involved in anything like this. Same with you. There's so many people in this anti-MLM community that are like, wait, how do we submit these comments? How do we do this? Um, and so I'm so happy that your website is very easy to navigate and there's all kinds of information <laughs> on it um, to make finding everything and answering every question just kind of seamless almost. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I, I kind of put everything together in one place, but there's information from so many different contributors. It's just a really, um, really big group effort <laughs> for sure. It has been a really, really cool group effort. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff that we're working on on the back end to not only make this educational, but kind of really fun and exciting as well. Um, yes. And I'm, I'm really excited. I won't spoil anything because I want you guys to be as genuinely excited when you see it as we will be. <laughs> um, but we do have some some fun stuff up our sleeve as we'll be educating over the next two months on how to comment and submit to the FTC to hopefully sway the FTC to look at this rule change. Yes, you and I and 
a handful of other creators and anyone else is welcome, of course, to like pitch in if you have any ideas that would make this even more fun or, you know, you want to have some kind of um, FTC letter writing party or workshop or anything like that. You know, I'm happy to add more and more as we go to uh, the website. We have some amazing um, bilingual creators that have translated bits and pieces or all of it, depending on which language. There's just, there's so much going on with it. And and I just wanted to kind of streamline that. So glad that it is simple. <laughs> yes. And a huge shout out to uh, was it Blanca, Karina, Gladys, and Vanessa? Is that who translated yes. it into Spanish? Yeah. Uh, and then we have Elaine who's translating it into Gallic. And then Dave is going to help translate it into Chinese as well. So That's huge right. thanks to all of those amazing people. I am so excited that we're going to be able to reach so many more communities and countries and people to really, I mean, we're, this is a blanket call to action. Like we are, talking to the whole world I we know I everyone. have other people that I know I have people in other countries that listen to this podcast I check the analytics and yeah. I'm talking to you guys too I'm not just talking to Americans here I'm talking to every single person who is listening we need your yes. help we got confirmation from Bill's contact at the FTC that uh, anyone can submit comments people in Canada in Mexico Colombia uh, Philippines Australia um, literally any of you guys, uh, you don't have to provide, um, uh, you know, your documentation or proof of citizenship or anything like that to America. It's just, it's every, it's a call to action, like you said. And, um, one thing to really keep in mind is the breadth of, you know, the, the big, the bigger companies that were kind of going up against in this because they're not going to like any new rules that are placed on them and their reps, especially when it comes to recruiting, because that's their livelihood. <laughs> um, and the, the number of people that a company like Amway can get to submit letters is astounding. And we need to match or beat that. Oh yeah. I definitely think we can beat that. That's like easy. <laughs> That's easy. That's easy homework, you guys. Like, that's so easy. I think we can all do that. We can all take the time if you've been affected by MLM in any way. And that includes being in one, buying from one, being recruited and not even joining, but being harassed on social media, like all Having of a it. family member recruited. Yes. And any story. Yeah. And what we're focusing on here, uh, or the FTC is focusing on are the earnings claimed, but that doesn't have to be the only thing that you talk about in your comment, share your story. If you were in an MLM, please share your story. And it doesn't have to be limited either. People are going to read these comments and we really need to be raw and vulnerable. We know we're vulnerable. That's what got us sucked in. So let's share that vulnerability for a positive effect this time and really think about what our words can do to help others in the future. Yes. And something that both Bill and Doug have said repeatedly is that, uh, you know, well, I'm going to par paraphrase, but a crappily written comment is better than no comment at all. So anything you have to say um, on this issue, it doesn't have to include suggestions on what the rule should be. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be personal necessarily. Um, but, 
you know, from the heart and a true story and the reason that you're even listening to this podcast right now. They want to hear it. Absolutely. (laughs) They need to hear it. I'm definitely going to mention that I started a whole podcast about it for sure. (laughs) I'm just going to submit a link to your whole podcast as my evidence. (laughs) You're like, here's my episode specifically, but also the whole thing just works. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. You know, it's so important. And again, anyone can comment from anywhere. Use your native language. It doesn't have to be in English we got this. We want to help you guys. We want to make the information as easily accessible as possible. Like the website, mlmchange.org. You're going to find that as a landing page. Uh, Once everything is translated, we will get all of those right now. I believe just the English one is up. English and Tagalog. And um, those are the two active ones right now, but I'm hoping that Spanish will actually be up and running before this podcast airs. So perfect that's amazing and then Chinese will be in a few weeks I think yeah I know Dave's working on that right now um also you can find not only my chat with you and Bill Keep but also Alonda's chat with Bill and Doug as well so there's all kinds of information a lot of it is going to be repeat we're really just trying to hit as many social media outlets as possible and as many connections uh to reach out and to get as many people just aware of what we're doing it, it's not open for comment yet. Once it's open for comment, it will be 60 days out. Please make sure you're following us because we will be posting about that. Follow our stories, check it out. We do share all of that information um, when we get it so that you can be as, as most up to date as well. But again, if you're not on social media and you're not doing that and you're curious, the website that Michelle has set up is, is fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, and if anyone, like I said, it's a group effort. And uh, if anyone has you know, additional ideas um, for things that could be a good resource on the website. Or, um, you know, if you have created your own slides that kind of break down the questions in a different way, literally anything that will help other people craft comments, um, even like events, if you're going to host like some kind of letter writing event or, or anything like that, if you want to advertise that in any way, I'm happy to add almost literally anything on to the page. So um, you can send that to um, Mish, M-I-C-H at spoonstop.com. Perfect. Um, I think one of my favorite features of the website, not only is how you took Bill's info and you just made it cuter and you broke it down so that you can (laughs) look at these slides, but I absolutely love Dave's quiz. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I am blown away. I, you know, if anybody is like, what do I, what do I even say? Just take this really quick quiz, uh, sort of just narrows down where your focus should be very, very simple and fun and big, big thanks to Dave Vaughn again. And he is such an amazing trooper. He is in Taiwan and he stays up super late to be able to help us with all of this stuff. So we really, really appreciate Dave and all of his efforts in this as well. Yes. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Other than that, like, I just, I'm so excited with how the community has come together on this. Um, This is the kind of activism that we need to be focused on. And this is the kind of stuff that our community and our pulled together efforts. I don't even know the word I'm trying to to say here, but like our collective efforts, I guess, all of Mm -hmm. our collective efforts uh, 
it's been really cool to see how the community is really pulling together. And I cannot wait to see once all of this information is out and people really know what's going on to see how we're going to be sharing that. Make sure you're following along on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, wherever you are, Twitter as well. If if you are on any of those social medias, I promise you we are on there as well. And we are sharing that information because this is really important. This is like MLM activism 101 right here. Like this is the big thing we're focusing on. And for me, it's so important. Uh, you know, I've been asked many times, like, do you think you'll ever get into legislation or like political things? And it's like, not really, but this, this right here is great. This is a (laughs) chance for us to really, truly affect real change in how multi-level marketing reps are, you know, regulated. And, um, one thing also, and I'm sure, you know, Doug probably already said this in this episode, but, um, is just, uh, it would be such a great idea to take whatever letter you send to the FTC and also email it to your state senator, your congressman, uh, your congressman or woman, and um, just send it to everyone, all of your representatives. Let them know how this has affected you as a constituent, um, because it's not just lawyers and MLM reps that we're going to be up against in this fight to get more rules set for these companies um, by the FTC. It's also lobbyists. <laughs> it's the DSA donating money to representatives of us. And we need to let them know that, 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 you know, that doesn't represent our interests as constituents. Absolutely. He did mention the amount of political influence that will be on this and has been on this in the past, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't mention that. And that's something that we were were saying on the live on the YouTubes as well. So uh, absolutely. We will put the links of those in the show notes as well, so that you can find your local congressmen and write to them, your representatives, everybody's got them. And really that's what they're there for. So flood their inboxes with your letter, right? I'll post it to the FTC, copy paste. Send it on over. Yes, absolutely. I will, um, I, I will add a link on the website to, to find your senators, find your state representatives. So I'll get that added. That's a really good idea. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, don't forget about evidence. If you've got evidence, um, you know, if you put it on your Instagram or whatever you can, you can, I don't, I'm not really sure if we can attach files or anything, you know, Karina had a really good idea for this. I think it was Karina who mentioned it, um, was what you could do theoretically is if we're not able to attach, um, screenshots or videos or anything like that to our public comments, which we don't know yet because it's not open. Um, what you could potentially do is upload all of them into like a public Google drive, um, folder and share the link, um, along with your comment. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. You can share the links uh, to everything. You can put it on the Google Drive, all of your evidence. If you have Instagram links or your own Facebook links, whatever it is, if you want to share them in any way that you possibly can, and then share the link to that drive that houses all of that evidence. That is a really great way to do that as well. I love it. I know. I'm so excited. I It's really great. We've been working together. And the really fun part of that is like, we work together so closely, we get to become really good friends. And it's just a really fun adventure. And it's just been the last 
month or so of, of working on this stuff has just been really great. I've had a lot of stuff going on in my, my personal life. So it's been really good to get my mind off of that and then really focus this. So I feel like a lot of people feel that way too. Like, oh my gosh, when are things going to get normal again? And you know what? I am just focusing the extra effort that I have on this right now. So (laughs) I think that's a great idea. I am doing the same. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm so excited about this website. I, I'm thank you for hopping in here and talking to me about this because uh, I think it's important. People sure. ask me all the time, Absolutely. how, how can we help? Like, I don't really want to make content, how. but how can I help? And I'm like, 100%, like be an active member of the there, community. There is so much, so much, excuse me, that you can do behind the scenes in this movement. You absolutely don't have to start a podcast. You don't even have to go on a podcast. You don't have to tell your story on some public social media forum. This isn't an MLM. We're not going to make you do any of that stuff. It doesn't mean that you're not part of the anti-MLM movement, the hashtag anti-MLM movement. Um, You know, you can, uh, you can report income and health claims to the FTC. Uh, You can submit public comment um, in this particular case for the next 60 ish days. Um, you know, and there's always going to be something new. (laughs) Absolutely. And I am beyond excited about the community coming together and really using our collective voices for good to make actual change. And, you know, this isn't going to change the legitimacy of MLM. I mean, there's still pyramid schemes and scams, but it's one step forward on that moving walkway, right? Like we're, we're continuously going forward. And we're trying to make change to make things better for those that uh, maybe sucked into these, right? Like we're trying to really mm-hmm. eradicate that. So yeah. this yeah. rule really could change a lot of things. And I, I think it's important that the FTC looks at it. And, and the way that they'll look at it is if we let them know that it's important to us. So yes, write those comments, send them in. I love the idea about the letter writing um, campaign and a fun little workshop. I think we can work that out. I was talking to Megan Williams about setting something up uh, for people that have questions. Once it goes live, we'll probably post those and schedule those probably within the first week or two, just so that people know what's going on and then hopefully post them um, on YouTube something like that so that people have that information and it's easily accessible to everybody. A a good question and answer session, I think would be great. Um, So yeah, if you guys are interested and you have more questions, please follow the website. Make sure you're following Michelle, make sure you're following me, make sure you're following all of us on social media so that you can get all of the most updated information as it's updated. And again, if you guys have questions, make sure you're reaching out because we are able to get as many of those answers for you as possible. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything more to say. That's that pretty much covers it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. You know, I'll come on anytime. <laughs> oh, I know. I love it. That you're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey 
in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.